Hi guys and welcome to 40k Shorts, part of the Battleline Gaming Network. This is episode 4 and I'm your host Tom Dix. Alright, so today I want to talk about part of the big FAQ that I didn't touch on in my last podcast. And that is the way that detachments are now built and how the keywords affect them. So, to summarise it quickly, you can no longer build a detachment where the only keyword is either Imperium, Chaos, Eldari or Tyranids. So this was a bit of a response, I feel, to the tournament scene. I know a number of independent tournaments had already either considered putting this rule in place or had actually put this rule in place. So it stops those individual detachments, and bear in mind I'm talking about detachments and not the whole army. You can still have a battle-forged army where your entire keyword that links to detachments is Imperium. But it means you can't have a single detachment made up of Space Marines and Imperial Guard for instance, or you can't have your HQ come from the Heretic Astartes book and your troops made up of demons, if this is making sense. Um, But is this a good thing for the game? Is this a bad thing? I think, personally, I think it's quite a good thing. I think it's just helped rein in a little bit. I don't feel it was actually a massive issue uh, in the game as it stands at this point. It's something that, yes, it was abused quite early on in the game before we saw a lot of codexes come out. But that's something that's always going to happen. You give players this freedom that they've been asking for, it's going to get abused when it comes to competitive gaming. But as we've seen more codexes released, it's become more and more important that the keyword that links these detachments uh, is is filtered down a bit more bit more so that they can get the benefit of chapter tactics or doctrines codes whatever whatever your army is using so i feel that we weren't really we weren't really seeing these suit bills and detachments as much but overall is it is it a good thing to be able to mix codexes um across your army um it was something that came in i think first in sixth edition when they brought in the allies matrix and in seventh i know that there was a lot of hate for it um I think particularly the Taldar lists, Eldar armies with Riptide battle suits all of a sudden, or Riptides and Race Knights fighting side by side didn't make sense. And then poor Tyranids kind of stranded on their own. They had, they could ally with themselves until the Gene Caesar cults came out near the back end of 7th. So 8th came along and they introduced the keyword mechanic so armies could ally up better. And I feel it's worked far far better I think it's, again it's something they took from Age of Sigma to be able to link these armies together and personally I think it's good I've, I've very much enjoyed the freedom of being able to uh, just look at my collection of models and go yeah I want that I want that I want that and again as I said because of the way the codexes have come out and the benefits you get of kind of almost making your detachments monofaction because you'll get more more benefits for keeping your Space Marine chapter or Space Marine models from all from one chapter, then they get a bonus, and it means that kind of including units from other codexes is going to dilute your army. and means you don't get quite as many bonuses. But I I've been enjoying this bonus. The same with Eldaria. It's nice that the three factions, the Craft Worlds, the Drukari, and the Harlequins, are now properly forming under one banner. It was something I'd been looking at. In 7th edition, trying to combine my three Xenos Eldari armies into one into one cohesive force. And now, in 8th, I can properly do it. In fact, even without the big FAQ 
the fact the way the detachments work now in match play I can get three detachments in one army I could have one of Eldar I could have a battalion of craft worlds I could have a spearhead from Drukhari to get in a load of raiders uh, ravagers rather and I could have maybe a vanguard of harlequins or whatever it's I think it's really fluffy and really cool and the keyword mechanic is still keeping it thematic there's no there is no longer a there's not like a Xenos keyword, so I can't just have my Tau and my Eldar link up. I can't have Necrons and Tyranids fighting side by side. I can't go all Matt Ward and have Necrons and Blood Angels. But I could easily have an army of Blood Angels and uh, Imperial Guard, Astra Militarum, mm-hmm. which is really quite cool. And it's something that I've been thinking about as I start building my new armies. Um, I've been a long time Xenos player, I've got a Tau army on the go at the moment, as I said I've got multiple um, Eldari factions that are kind of in various states, built, painted, uh, still on sprues, Um, but the one thing I haven't done since the very first box set that I bought as a kid um, way back in 3rd edition when I got into this hobby is I've not really done an Imperial army, I've not done a Marine army. I've not done. I've never done had an Imperial Guard army, um, but I've got. I've got a load. I realise I've got the Dark Imperium box set with a load of the new Primera stuff. I've got that set up. Says I've got. I bought the Imperial Knight Renegade box set as well when that came out. So I was like, just for the <laughs> the pure discount, that was quite amazing. Two knights for and some scenery for like ninety quid for like ten pounds more than buying a warden itself at the time. Um, I've, I've picked up over the years just various box sets because I've went, ooh, that actually is quite cool, let's maybe build an army. But then I've never fully committed to it because I've gone, looked at going, let's do a guard army. Yeah, a guard are really cool. Um, but I've kind of gone, oh, that's a lot of models, I don't really want to do that much. And so I've not really followed it through. I've gone, got torn away back to the Xenos, back to my Eldar, back to my Tau, back to my Tyranids, whatever I was working on at the time. But this time I've kind of been looking at it more and going, Actually, now now I've got this opportunity. I could actually I only need to build little forces of each one, and I can combine it into one massive army. I've, the amount I've got up there, I've probably got a three thousand point imperial army, and it's only been in eighth edition with the way the keywords work that I could actually do this. Before it would have just meant having small armies and maybe playing that small thousand point games with this one army or whatever, and never really seeing enough. But now I can actually have a full force, and it could and it could work quite well. So the thing that I've been thinking of at the moment with just the, the models that I've got about and why I wouldn't have to add too much on is I want to go back to my roots and like I say the first box that I got was that third edition starter set Black Templars versus Dark Eldar and I loved my Black Templars back then I ended up getting rid of them when I kind of fell out of the hobby but no, that was for me that was an iconic part of growing in, growing up and growing into this hobby the Black Templars were these almost like knights in space they had actually quite an easy colour scene that was part of the reason I picked them up because they were black and white um, but they had the, the Emperor's Champion he was an awesome model the, the model the current model we have wasn't out but the one that uh, everyone was using if they could get their hands on it was the Limited Edition Games Day one from I think 2000 and 2002 something like that I can't I'd have to look that up but he was an awesome such like solid pose he was such a cool model I loved it, and I um, ended up. I could never actually get hold of him, but I converted one up using some bits I think from the Dark Angels, 
um, sprues and I, no, I just loved everything to do with the Black Templars. And then when they got their own codex, I kind of almost tried to go back to doing them. Then tried to mess around with a few bits, but it was around this time that I started then picking up the Eldar and whatnot. And so I thought this time around, you know what? Let's do a Marine Army. Primary, I've got all these Primaris models. They look awesome. I want to get them built. Use them. Let's go back to my roots. Let's do a Black Templars army. But then I was thinking, like, oh, do I really want to paint that much black and white? It might get a bit dull. But let's uh, maybe think about just having a small foursome, but then I'd never get them on the tabletop. And I thought, well, no, I've got I've got these knights as well. I could get them involved. I could I could that could be part of the army. Again, Black Temples are like knights in space, so why not have a big Imperial Knight to back them up? Then I've always been tempted by the guard. I've said it before, like but I've always been put off by having to paint loads of models to do a full guard army. I picked up the start collecting box a little while ago. And again it's one of those things that just kinda of sat there. I've not built it. But now I'm thinking like well I could maybe get some sort of I could get a bit of a story and get a, get some fluff behind this. I've got this Black Templar army that's crusading, they've got their knight behind them, but they need to be supported by some of the, the local the local recruits. They need the numbers behind them. So that's why I'm thinking like I could get the guard involved. And I'm now thinking like, yeah, this this could be quite a cool army, and I've not I get quite a variety of stuff that I need to, that I can paint. I get to paint a big big centerpiece model in the night. I get to paint the nice the awesome new Primaris Marines. I got hold of the current Emperor's Champion model, which again when that came out, I've I wanted to include that in an army for ages. I picked up Helbrecht. He's going to be the leader of the force overall. He's going to unite them, and I could get the uh, the Imperial Guard, the Astra Militarum in, and it just gives me a nice it breaks up the painting I guess a bit and I can include something that's a bit more interesting than just the black and white of the of the Black Templars I can go for perhaps more get more colour in by using something more interesting with the uh, Imperial Guard the Astra Militarum and I get to make use of a lot of their the various different rules and I think it could be quite a quite a powerful force on the tabletop I'm not expecting to go along and win any tournaments to it I'm doing it more from an aesthetic point of view just so I think it looks cool Again, using the models that I think look cool and some of the rules that I enjoy. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of my train of thought with it. And it's something that until 8th came along, I, I just wasn't able to do really. The Allies Matrix kind of allowed for it, but it took a lot of shoehorning in. I would have had to, for the most part, to do the list that I'm kind of thinking of. I would have had to really probably have to go into a narrative play and have to it'd be like almost like a gentleman's agreement with my opponent go right I'm going to use this and just have to talk it through are you happy with me to fit it in and in my game group probably wouldn't probably would have been fine but the way I'm looking at it now I can actually fit all this into a legal army I could go to any almost any tournament and pick it all up and uh, it would be fine which is for me I find it's great and I can do the same thing with my Eldari Tyrion's now you've got the two factions with the Gene Sealer cults and it's it's so it's seamlessly you're seamlessly integrating these with chaos as well exactly the same all the factions there can just quite easily fit alongside each other yes it leads to some abuse and it always will in tournament play you're seeing Magnus and Mortarion you're seeing two Primarchs fighting side by side two that probably wouldn't actually get along that well um, if my fake history serves me correctly um, yeah I, the fact that it, everything just now sits seamlessly I think we need to players need to adapt to this as well and they need to accept that now that we're not in an age of just mono factions people are going to want to 
mix it up for the codexes, whether it is for a tactical advantage because they want to win com uh, win tournaments and they want to just use the best from every codex, or from someone like myself that just wants to do it because it's it's something. It sounds fluffy. It sounds thematically cool, and it just gives them a break from having to paint loads of loads of the same thing, because it can get tough when you. We spend a lot of time in this hobby, uh, building, painting, and probably in relatively short time actually gaming. I know that's the way it is for myself. I probably get to game maybe once or twice a month, but I c can sit and paint maybe like a few times a week. So my my hobby time really is is there it's actually it's a lot more on the the building the painting the building like frothing myself in a way to get myself excited about this and actually seeing the tabletop is one of the last things they do but when i do i like to be able to see a very cool army like an army that i think that i feel that i've spent a lot of time in and i want my opponent to also go yeah that's cool that's thematic that's it's not just i like to break it up with the painting like so i've got different elements of it and i've not just had to spend like all these weeks hours just painting black and white marines like it gets tedious after a while at least for me it does i don't know about the rest of you but for me i like to have different elements in the army so i can have something different to paint something different to model but yeah that was kind of my thoughts on it i hope i've not gone on too much of a rant here but i'd like to always hear hear what you guys think perhaps you are are one of these people that are still set no Things must be monofaction. If you take an army, literally, I I just want to take Space Marines. I'm just taking Space Marines from one chapter. That is my army. That is my 2,000 points. I'm not deviating from the Codex. I'm not uh, wanting to include anything else. I don't think it's right. Army shouldn't be like that. That is how we should play. Um, yeah, please share your thoughts with me. Share reasons why you think I'm... Uh, I think there are some points where where it's totally valid. I, I get that. I mean... That it can be taken too far, and I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a fluff Nazi or whatever, um, but some bits do seem, perhaps when you've got the the multiple chaos gods, and you're mixing all the chaos gods under one army, perhaps it doesn't seem. But if you've got some cool fluff behind it, I'm cool with playing it. If you've got a story behind it, if you're just doing it for tactical advantage, um, well, yeah, if you're in a tournament, then yeah, go for it. That's probably that's that's why we're at tournaments. It's a competitive scene. <laughs> But if it was just a pickup game against someone, or that you don't just to be that's just to try and win games, and there's no real story there, then I'd be less inclined to want to play you again. But yeah, talk to me. Let me know your thoughts on it. Anyway, that's it for this episode. As always, please like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, any questions you've got, that'd be great. Send them over. You can contact me on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is at dicks underscore battleline. Anyway. Cheers for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye, guys.